Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Chad and Zay. All right, hour number three on a Thursday. We got an album movie swap discussion coming up. It is Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. Picks out a special beat to start every third hour. And normally when we have an album discussion coming up, he usually pays tribute to it. So is this something off the Nas record? No. Is it Nas? Yes. Okay. Nas, or it's AZ featuring Nas off AZ's album, Ready to Die. The song's called Give Me Yours. Gotcha. Wait, I thought Ready to Die was right. oh, Notorious Do or Die. Sorry, excuse me. Do or Die. Do or Die. It's called okay. Do or Die. How about that? I recognize you an album You did recognize. Title. Thank How about you for that? correcting Come me. Come on. Well Come done. Come on now. Well done. Can I get some potato salad at the barbecue for that? <laughs> hey, you in line first. Come on now. I may cut the line on that one. All right, the Nas beat gets us started this hour. And before we get into uh, this, the, the rest of this discussion, I have not mentioned it before. It does need to be mentioned. Yesterday, my wife calls me up and says, did you hear? And I said, no, I have not heard. She says, you have not heard what famous person died today. I said, no. She said, and I could tell it was big. And she said, I said, is it big to me or you or both? She said, this is big for you. I said, okay. And she said, Tina Turner died. Yeah. And my heart just dropped. And I am such a mark for Tina Turner. I love her to death. I can't believe the queen of rock and roll is dead. She's supposed to live forever, Zay. But I am glad she lived to 83 years old. Long, illustrious career. Just an absolute legend. My first concert ever. Really? And I was locked in from the very beginning. That changed your life, didn't it? Oh, it did. I was in fourth grade, and Tina Turner just... It was, it was just an amazing show. Somebody texted us, guys, what's your favorite Tina Turner song, R.I.P. Tina? You have a favorite Tina song? Oh, man. I don't know. You go, go, what's love got to do with it? Do you go private dancer? Do you go back to rolling on the river with Proud yeah. Mary? Yeah, probably rolling. Rolling, 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 rolling. Proud rolling Mary. Rolling on the river. Yeah, that's a jam. That's I think, a jam. Yeah, I think if we just laid it all out. As far as the song and what you do with it, that may be the greatest cover anybody's ever pulled off. Yeah. Because it's technically John Fogarty's song, and CCR put it out first. But what Ike and Tina did to it was incredible. For her to fight through the situation she did with Ike. F you, Ike. I blame you. They are the most famous. That is the most famous abuse story in all of music. Oh, yeah. People still make Ike Turner jokes to this day. She fought all the way through it. By the way, the big moment I think happened in Dallas. When she crossed that highway, all beat up and bloodied, stumbled into that hotel with no money and just told him, I'm Tina Turner, I will pay you back, but I've got to get away from him. Can you get me in a room? Yeah. Oh, Ike was coked up. Ike was on one, high as hell, which ain't no excuse, but yeah, you've seen the Angela Bassett, Lawrence Fishburne biopic. It is dark, and yeah, definitely glad she got away from it. I I don't speak highly of Ike at all. No. I think of Tina Turner and that one brother she was with. That's how I describe him. 
Yes, that one Tina guy. Tina Turner and that one that brother one she was with. Yeah, an incredible solo career. Uh, I've always been a fan of uh, I Can't Stand the Rain. That's the song in that first show that really stood out to me because of the visual of it, plus the song, and her saxophone player was incredible that night. It was just it was awesome. That's always been one of my favorite Tina songs. So rest in peace to the queen of rock and roll, Tina Turner. Get yourself some Tina going over this long weekend, maybe, uh, to pay some tribute. We will uh, continue to talk, obviously, a lot of football. we got got 100 days, Longhorn fans, till your first game. We've hit that today. Also, I mentioned Michael Block in the crap bag today. He's up at the Colonial playing. We'll forgive him if he bogeyed the first two holes. He's plus two through two. He's probably a little nervous today, Zay. Probably a little bit nervous. He's still returning calls and texts, man. Michael Jordan texted him, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you get a big head real easily. Real easily. So you got to get back locked in, focused. And golf's a hard game. That's why people don't win every single week. Yeah. Like, it's going to be tough. Each course is different. Each place is different. The weather's different. You got to get used to it. But he's good. He'll be all right. Yep. He at least gets two rounds. Yeah. That's cool. Gets two rounds at Colonial. You got to love that. All right. Uh, so we'll get you some Why Today Matters coming up at uh, 2.30. A couple of birthdays to hit. One made me feel super old when I saw it. Uh, we will also continue uh, to talk. We hit a lot of football today. Obviously, uh, basketball on uh, the brain as well. We'll get you a preview of Eastern Conference Finals Game 5 coming up. Uh, and, of course, Texas baseball started the day with a rough one, losing 6 to nothing to Kansas State. All right, so in the past few weeks, we've had album swap discussions where we both listened to an album. Then we did a movie swap where we both were checking out a movie. One of us maybe had seen it, one of us hasn't. We combined the two ideas, and this will be, I think this is the first time we've done the album movie swap. One of us listens to the album, that's me, with Nas's Illmatic album. Zay is the one watching the movie, because I found out last week he hadn't seen The Last Boy Scout, and he found out Angela, uh, Angela Bassett. He found out. You just got me thinking about Angela with Tina. He he found out Halle Berry plays a stripper in the movie, so he thought I need to watch this movie. So that's what we did. You want to go movie or album first? We're going movie first. Movie first, Zay. Tell me about the Last Boy Scout. Good grief. <laughs> I mean, just ridiculous on ridiculous, ignorant on ignorant, and I watched it twice. Yeah! I watched it twice. I had so much fun. My wife, she was like sleep at times, like, what the hell are you watching? What the hell is this? Bruce Willis, the voice, is the best. The whole time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is how he started working out the John McClane voice, I think. I really think this is how he started to get the John McClane voice figured out for Die Hard. Yeah, he was out of control. <laughs> it starts off with a bang where my guy Tybo's very own Billy Blanks. Mm. Uh, I'm just he has the pistol in the pants of his pads. Yeah, spoiler alert. Playing this, running back. It's a violent movie, folks. Very violent movie. For one, Billy Blanks. How about you just keep running? Because you were doing well. He he broke like three tackles. And then he just gave up have you, and shot the dude in the head. Have you ever seen a more unrealistic, wild opening scene to a movie? <laughs> ever. <laughs> like, it's just the most over-the-top, wonderful hunk I'm gonna of have to movie really, ever. I'm going to have to really think it's up there. And he offs himself. That's just terrible. 
it moves forward to the little kids throwing the squirrel on Bruce Willis sleeping in his car. Mm. It's it's all over the place. It's all over the place. Then you go to Damon Wayne's and he's getting up from the party at the crib, the you know the team party, and he goes outside and the big fat offensive lineman is just trashing the lady under the water. And this fool Damon Wayne's throws the football at his face breaks his nose and tells him best quarterback in the National League and don't you forget it. That's right. And saves her life. And saves her life. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A hero is what Damon Absolute Williams hero. was. Absolute hero. What an arm, by the way. Incredible Because arm. you move forward to the scene where they're at the stadium. Mm. He gets his hand freaking shot, Chad. Correct. But he's able to throw the ball of course he is. to the suite and block the shot. Because he's Jimmy, what's his name? From the assassin trying to shoot the senator in the suite, the ball blocks the bullet. Because he's Jimmy Dix. What an arm. He's Jimmy Dix. What are you going to do? What an arm. Now, you, you think about the sports gambling, and you think about the drug addiction, and you say, you know what? With an arm like that, we can move past this. <laughs> <laughs> did, you watch, did you watch the movie and think of Deshaun Watson in the last couple of years? Did that cross your mind of things that teams no, can look, no. look past? I did not look, okay. think about Deshaun Watson. Right. I was, hey, with way sports gambling is now – it's kind of like blue chips. Like, sports yeah, gambling is very right. important. So it's like, is this dirty-ass owner that bad? <laughs> is he that bad? It really does have a blue chips you vibe. You know what I'm saying? That's why once I watched blue chips and you said you hadn't seen Last Boy Scout, I thought, oh, this is perfect. Yeah. You got to go. With all that bull corn that we just talked about, yes. my favorite part, mm-hmm. which I rewinded it about four times, Yeah, Bruce Willis killing the bad guy, Spoiler and him alert. getting chopped up by the helicopter. Oh, what a scene. And this dude doing the jig oh. afterwards. And the crowd who just saw somebody get murdered. Oh, yeah, honey, we were just going to the football game tonight. I mean. It's a big-time game in the playoffs. I can't wait to see I can't wait to see some touchdowns Ooh. being thrown. Maybe we get to see a big hit. Oh, no, somebody oh, just God. died, and yet we're cheering this guy dancing? I think this is uh, – this. I don't know if this is the exact line, but it's something to the effect of, boy, if once we get this done, I swear to Christ, I'm gonna dance a jig. Gonna <laughs> dance a jig, and then he does. I was for one, I didn't uh, know what that meant. I was like, dance a jig. What the hell is he talking about? And he hits that jig. It's he a very, it. it's a very old school Caucasian reference. Oh, there, okay. dancing a jig, dancing the jig. Yeah, never heard it before. Yeah. Now the jig is a dance. Now you can hit the jig. It's kind of like Dougie. It wasn't that, no. but he, he definitely danced, and they were still joking about it. Oh my and god. And then Bruce. Oh, another one of my favorites. Just all over the place, Chad. This fool finds his wife cheating. Uh huh. He's about to shoot up the closet, which kind of makes you think you can't trust these women. You can't trust them. They'll try to get you. That Bruce is, knew. That is what that, look, they were trying to make you think. Look for yes. the signs, y'all. Look for yeah. the signs, man. Bruce Willis, he knew. You see uh-huh. that toilet seat up and you've been gone a few days? No, there might be somebody <laughs> in the closet. I don't uh. think I would have went Bruce Willis way and just trying to shoot it up. <laughs> but, you know, he did that. Found out old boy was cheating and said, yo, Heather, good. Heather, good. Excuse me? Head Heather, or gut? Heather, gut. I'm going to hit you somewhere. <laughs> Where do you want it? Oh, my God. All right, Zay, here's my favorite fact I found out about Last Boy Scout. You ready? The producer of, no, sorry, the screenplay writer, his original title for this movie was Die Hard. One of the producers asked if he could take the title for another project he was working on called Nothing Lasts Forever, which eventually became Die Hard. 
How about that? Now, this movie came out in, what, 91? Yes. His last Boy Scout. But early on in the screenwriting, it was called Die Hard. I'd never heard that story. Die Hard technically came out three years before, Yo, just to be fair. This dude, Bruce Willis, told the pimp a joke and then somehow finessed his way into killing him. Like, yo, mama's so fast, she blah, blah, blah. Oh. And just whips his ass Incredible and kills the scene. dude. Like, Incredible. If you touch me again, I'll kill you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where the Oscar committee was in 91. Why are you not giving this movie some consideration? I love that you watched it twice. It is a guilty pleasure if there ever was one. Yeah. Oh, but, um, what's his name? Senator, not Senator, the uh, owner. The owner. owner. Yeah, yeah. Gets the briefcase. Great dirty villain. Great dirty oh. villain. So he gets the briefcase. He goes to the BMW where the briefcase is in, just shoots it up right outside the Coliseum. Right. Nobody hears nothing. We're just going about our lives. Security's got a lot to do, Zay. Uh, okay. There's a yeah. lot to do. Hey, it's 91. Who knows what's Absolutely. going on? He takes it home. They say, oh, he got oh, the wrong briefcase. And you can just <laughs> oh, see oh, his place getting blown the can. hell up. Of course you can, and then Damon laughs, and Bruce laughs, and it's a great moment. So good. The daughter's fantastic. That actress is great. There's just nothing about Last Boy Scout that's not great. Here's what I'll say, though, fellas. If you haven't seen Last Boy Scout, see it. Secondly, if you are with a woman who likes The Last Boy Scout, I don't know what that says about you, because I've never watched that movie in the presence of a woman. I double-checked with my wife the other day. She's like, I don't think I've seen The Last Boy Scout. And I thought... Yeah, we need to sit through that one time. You need to see it once. That's one of the greatest, worst movies I've ever seen in my life. I absolutely loved it. All right, give me a grade. What do you grade Last Boy Scout? We're going eight. Oh, eight flat? We're going eight flat. I like it. I like it. We're going eight flat. That's a lot of credit. Better than Blue Chips. I don't know if it's going to be better than the movie you're going to watch next week, which we've come to the conclusion that will be... What'd you say? Above the rim? Above the rim. I have not seen which that. Which is another really great bad movie. Okay. That has a lot of scenes where you're like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> what am I watching? Yeah, but not as much as Last Boy Scout. All right. That's, fair enough. That's a goat movie. Next week, I'll watch Above the Rim, and Zay's going to be listening to Led Zeppelin 4. I thought we'd get him on a Led Zeppelin album next week. All right. In terms of the album this week, it is certainly not one of those that would be considered a great bad album or a guilty pleasure or anything like that. Uh, I'd already listened to Nas. This is the first album, the debut album. I love the fact that when the folks at who are the who are the ones that uh, that gave the microphone ratings? The source. The source. Thank you. That the source folks decided it had to get five mics, and everybody freaked out because it's a debut album. You can't give a debut album five mics. What are you doing? And he's like, Well, no, it's it's that good. We have to do it. Great story about them listening to it. But Zay, I loved it. Ten tracks. Get right to the point. Don't mess around. No filler. And just song after song after song showing off who this guy is. He is one of the best in a lot of people's um, estimations. And I loved it. Great lyrically. Smooth as hell. The the feel, the vibe of it. There's a little bit of, you know, there's a little bit of jazz in it. There's a little bit of funk in it. It is constructed really well. And uh, I thought it was a, a great album all the way through. Enjoyed the whole thing. If you talk about hip-hop albums and how great they are, they always get compared to Illmatic. Mm-hmm. All of them. Any great hip-hop album ever created will always go back, is it Illmatic good? Just because of what okay. Nas did in 94. He was yeah. 19, 20 years old when it dropped. And yeah, man, he takes you to Queensbridge. 
the lyrics, the producers were all legendary from DJ Premier to Q-Tip, Large Professor, Pete Rock. And it was one of the first albums that had multiple producers. Everybody usually would have one producer that they would ride with right. and they would build a chemistry with. He didn't. And since it was his first album, nobody, you know, the fact that he had that respect from all these big time guys and they became bigger with Illmatic, DJ Premier. I would assume. They all became Pete Rock. Because yeah. now when you work with those guys, they're like, oh, you were you helped produce Illmatic. You're part of history. I want you as my producer. So gotcha. it blew up for everybody. And yeah, man, this is a historic album. Absolutely. So, so one of the tracks, One Love, is produced by Q-Tip. What was it I listened to that involved Q-Tip recently? A Tribe Called Quest. He's on Tribe Called Quest. Tribe Called Quest. There you go. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's great stuff. New York State of Mind is a great song. Life's a Bitch is a great song. Halftime is a great song. Um... One Time For Your Mind is a really good song. That one stays with you. Represent. It Ain't Hard To Tell. That was a good finish, too. A really yeah. good finish to an album. Those last four songs are really, really good. And like I said, there's just... I like it. There was no filler. There's no messing around. I don't need 18, 25, 28 tracks. Like, get get it down to the bare bones. Get Not bare bones, but get it down to the important stuff. And he does a great job. Uh, yeah, Nas is, is excellent uh, as a rapper. So I will get, what would your grade be for Illmatic? 9-2. Uh, you go 9-2? Nine 9-2. Two? Nine two. What he's talking about in One Love, where he's writing a letter to his homie in the pen, oh, it incredible. doesn't get much greater. I'm like, it's just, again, he was 20 years old. I just can't express that enough. That's ridiculous. He was a high school dropout. He was a high school dropout. Right? His pop was like, yo, I see you and your brother. Y'all y'all could be something special if school isn't working for y'all in the ninth grade. I don't know what parent. It's probably really bad parenting. If, yo, ninth grade said school's not helping y'all, then become entrepreneurs. And they did, and look what happened. Did you know his dad plays the cornet solo on a song? Yes. Oh, it ain't hard to tell. His dad's like a jazz guy, right? Yes. Yeah. That may have been why. Think about it. If you're, if you're that guy and say, hey, man, there are other paths, and if you think you're talented enough, maybe you try try that path. All right, we once again prove the kind of graders that we are because historically I've been a little nicer on my grading, and I'm a little nicer here, 9-3. I'm going 9-3 uh, on Illmatic. Is that your highest rating? Uh, No. I think I gave something a 9-5 or 9-6. I think something went up. Give... I think something went up that high. Was, was it the Wu-Tang album? Was it Liquid Swords maybe? I'd have to go back and double check okay. my, my grades. I don't. I, I didn't, mean, I haven't put all my grades on one sheet. This is a damn good album. Yeah, though. the thing that it's an absolute A. It doesn't have. It doesn't have that club commercial hit. That's the only thing. Like you couldn't jam any song like in the club that will get your shorty rocking. Nah. Oh, your girl, you know, vibing like Ready to Die did, or All Eyes on Me by Pac. You know, those had those right. club bangers especially Ready to Die, and that's what separates those two albums a little bit. But as far as dabbling in being commercial and underground, it doesn't get better than this album. Yeah, you should know. You know me long enough to know. Songs that are designed to get people to dance, I don't necessarily need those. Right. I don't necessarily need them. This is just a really good, solid rap album. How many albums do you know that the National Symphony Orchestra out of D.C., iconic orchestra, would say, you know, Nas, how about you come to the John F. Kennedy Center and we're going to play your whole album and you rap to it in orchestra form? Dang. 
I watched it on Amazon last night. It's ridiculous. He's in a tuxedo, just rhyming. That's awesome. Just rhyming, and they're playing like it ain't hard to tell, and all one love on violins and stuff. That's it's so ridiculous. cool. That is so cool. And just because it's Nas. And this album is that iconic. At one point, Rolling Stone called it the uh, it was their 44th best album of all time of any genre when they put a list together a few years ago. And uh, the Library of Congress gave it their treatment in 2021 and preserved Illmatic officially. Just like one of my daughter's classmates argued in one of their debate classes or whatever that Illmatic should be saved for all time. The Library of Congress agreed back in 2021. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. That's good I, stuff. I'm thinking of Jay-Z. I don't know what Jay-Z album better. He might have more albums that are better than Nas has albums collectively, but that one album, maybe Reasonable Doubt Blueprints up there, but That's a great question. Man, Illmatic. Oh man. It is one to it is one to measure others by. That's a great uh, yeah. It makes sense to me that it would that that would become kind of a measuring stick for others because it is fan Fantastic. If you haven't checked out Illmatic, give it a listen. It was April of 94 when Illmatic came out, and The Last Boy Scout came out in December of 91, and it pretty much changed the way cinema was made. That's not true. That's not true at all. But it is a guilty pleasure hunk of movie cotton candy with Bruce Willis that you love. If you watch the Die Hard movies and you thought, isn't there a dirtier, grimier cop he could play? Go watch The Last Boy Scout. (laughs) Yo, the way he breaks <laughs> up boy's nose after he tells him, don't touch me oh. again. Just, come on. It's incredible. How do they write this stuff? And it, That's and, ridiculous. And apparently it was one of the weirdest movies ever put together. Like, there's yeah. different versions, different scripts. They paid the most money ever for a script at one point and then rewrote it. And the original is supposedly a lot better than what we ended up with. But we ended up with greatness. You need to go check it out. Now, both the album and the movie, they have something that's, you know... Very in line with one another. Yeah, what's that? Nas song, Life's a B. And then uh, Billy Blanks, before he offs himself, Hey, life a B. Hey, life. <laughs> there you go. There it is. We connected it all. It all comes back together. <laughs> Album movie swap. We'll do another one next Thursday. Yo, how many killings are we going to have at the stadium? I'm pretty sure we need to shut down the NFL once Billy Blanks offs himself. And once we see Helicopter Dude just get annihilated this was this was not the safest stadium in the league there's no (laughs) doubt about that not the safest stadium in should have gone all day games at that stadium yeah the night games didn't need to happen red river shootout (laughs) exactly (laughs) also the uh, beginning scene of uh, the last boy scout it's one of my favorites because i think it's my favorite movie scene where it rains they somehow made it look like it was raining 10 inches every second in that opening scene was unbelievable. Uh, all right, I got to go check out Last Boy Scout. I did not watch it this week, but I need to now. All right, uh, up next, Why Today Matters on this May 25th. Will Boston stay alive or will Miami close the door? We'll tell you about the big injury that affects that game tonight. Don't move. It's the horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, there you go. Rest in peace to the great Tina Turner, the queen of rock and roll. 
dead yesterday at the age of 83. I think it was her official Facebook account that announced it, and the family and friends announced it. Long, incredible life and career. It's always going to be sad because I love Tina Turner so much. It's not as sad because she was 83 years old. Yeah. It's not as sad. We've had so many tragic deaths in music. Thankfully, we got a lot of Tina Turner, and that's awesome. She also has maybe... Trying to think if there's, I can't think of one right now. It's probably my favorite smile in the history of music. When that woman smiles, with up a room. Oh my god! Yeah, man, the flashy dresses, all the glitter, those legs? dresses, so you could see those legs. Dude, man. she insured them. This is a story. <laughs> this is a story that we heard back in the '80s. She insured her legs with Lords of London. It was one of the very first stories that came out about that kind of stuff. She insured her legs for a million dollars back in the day. Hey, I get it. They're yeah. probably worth more than that. They are. They were. I know. As the years went by, they were definitely way more than that. Yeah, that was definitely part of her uh, part of her signature. Tina Turner, Anthrax, Poison, UFO have all been on the show today. The Nas beat to start the hour because we were just talking about the Illmatic album. Somebody else threw in Zay that says Nas. It was written album. Also very good. Yeah. Can't imagine there's a bad Nas album. Yeah, like he doesn't have the commercial club hits. That's the only thing that's ever held him back. That's the only thing. Yeah, He just never has had them. What boosted his career a lot was the Jay-Z beef. Hmm. That in 2001, when him and Jay-Z were beefing, because Jay-Z was becoming at the top of his game, of what we see now, Beyonce and that just mm-hmm. corporate head honcho, and Nas was, he he was good, but when he dropped Ether, yo, there wasn't anybody touching Nas at that point. And still Matic era, that was a good time. And nobody died, so it was really good. Yes, very yeah, good. That was that's, the, best, that was the most important part. Good. Nobody died. Then someone also points out, as far as the last Boy Scout goes, the guy that is, spoiler alert, um, cheating with the wife. That's D-Day from Animal House. Yes, you're absolutely yeah. right. D-Day from Animal House, the coach from Wildcats. I just <laughs> I just watched Bagger Vance. He's Walter Hagen in Bagger Vance. I love that actor. Love him. Love him in everything he's in. And he was a great uh villain-esque character in The Last Boy Scout. All right, um, a lot of good stuff going on today, including we're getting ready for that uh, Eastern Conference Finals game tonight. Let's get some thoughts on that and why today matters. Here we go. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist, 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. If you're just jumping in and you haven't heard, there's an injury that is involved in tonight's game, and it is Gabe Vincent. Remember that tweak of the ankle late in Game 3? Well, he is out. Excuse me, Game 4. He is out for Game 5 tonight. Zay, he has been shooting 58% from the floor and 50% from beyond the arc just in this series. So that's what they're losing. What does Eric Spolster do to replace it? Yeah, you got to start Kyle Lowry, which, hey, he's a former champion, so I'm good with it. You know, it's just about where are those other minutes going to come from and are you going to bring in anybody off the bench to replace him? I don't think so. I think Caleb Martin, that means he's going to get more minutes. That means Strews, Duncan Robinson, Kyle Lowry, everybody's minutes is going to jump around five or so just to replace what Gabe Vincent gave you, which is a lot. 
I mean, again, he dropped 29 points in game three. He's hit big jumper after big jumper. He's not scared. Defensively, he's tough. You can't just blow by him and take advantage of him as a mismatch. He holds his own there, and the UC Santa Barbara product, he will be missed tonight. So will the Boston Celtics be able to capitalize on it? Will Derek White, Grant Williams, Al Holford, Marcus Smart, will they be able to knock down those outside shots so Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum will be able to create and get open looks because if those other role players aren't making those outside shots, then the series could be over tonight. But they were making them in Game 4. If they could bring that same energy into Game 5, I think they could go back to South Beach, play for Game 6. Yeah, I think my initial prediction was Miami in 6, I think is what I predicted, that they would you know end it in, uh, in South Beach. The up and down of the Celtics, I, I don't know if I predict a, a, another down night for them. I just think this Vincent thing is going to be tough. That's going to be tough to overcome. That makes me want to lean Boston, that we will have to go back to the, back to the beach for, for game six, and I think Miami will close it there. Yeah, and I kind of feel like Boston stands up tonight. Yeah, I get that. And if I'm Jimmy Butler... I'm point guard tonight. The ball's in my hands a lot more. I mean, it's already in his hands no matter what, but yeah. it's in his hands a lot more. He's going to do a lot more of the creating, uh, setting guys up. And now that, like I said in the first segment today, now that you're seeing guys for three or four games now, game five, you start to become used to their tendencies, what they like to do, what they don't like to do. So those pump fakes that Jimmy Butler likes, you don't see them working as much as you did in the first few games, and now you're in game four and five. And if the Celtics could take advantage of that and keep knocking down shots and don't allow Struess and Duncan Robinson to hit the open threes, and maybe you could give up 30 points to Jimmy Butler as long as Struess and Robinson and Kyle Lowry aren't giving you 15 with big-time timely threes, you're the Celtics, you'd be in good shape. But Bam out of bio, he can't have that same game that he had in game four. He has to be good. Yeah. I thought Robert Williams was terrific in his help side defense and mucking stuff up in the lane against the Miami Heat. Bam out of bio's been taking advantage of those big man matchups the whole series, except for game four. If he gets back to dominating those bigs, then Miami should get the dub. Also, the last game to me felt like the first one where Boston wanted rebounds. So who wants rebounds tonight? Because the whole series up to then, I thought it was Miami. In every big situation, they were grabbing boards. They were so flat rebounding in this last game. If they pick that back up, they got a chance to get this road win and close it out. But if Boston's going to rebound like that, because that, to me, is what helped helped them win that game, man. It felt like every big rebound went to the Celtics. Oh, Derek White jumped over Jimmy Butler's back for an and-one tip-in. Yeah. That was ridiculous. And it kind of gave them momentum and a lot of swagger to say, oh, Derek just did that to their best player, their guy that's been talking crap the whole entire series. Yeah. Okay, we got some backbone now. Mr. We got Time some out. Yeah, Mr. Timeout yeah. and stuff, right. which – Again, we've been talking about all the fuel that the Heat been riding with to use as motivation. Celtics? They ain't no punks either. Even right. though they gave up in Game 3, which was a disgrace, they remember Jimmy Butler mocking out Horford for all that timeout and all yeah. this chirping and stuff going on and Jimmy Butler putting his head in Grant Williams' face in Game 2. It's still personal, and the Celtics, what they showed in Game 4, they're not going to go down light. They're going to go down swigging. 
All right, uh, that's tonight at seven o'clock is uh, is the start for Miami and Boston. Excuse me, seven thirty on TNT tonight. Miami and Boston might be the last night of that TNT crew. If Miami it will be the last night if uh, Miami gets it done. Uh, one quick birthday today. Mike Myers is sixty years old. Wayne from Wayne's World is not supposed to be sixty years old. So Damn. y'all, y'all can stop that mess right now. That makes me feel way too old. Favorite Michael Myers flick? Mike Myers. I mean, um, I will go to So I Married an Axe Murderer because it is where I got the Scottish guy voice from. Ah, yep, okay, that was, that was the inspiration for the Scottish guy. Ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's a sick little movie. How about you? Um, I'm basic, probably Austin Powers. Austin Powers is good, yeah, yeah. I'm they make basic. three of those, yeah, they shouldn't have. They, they tried with Beyonce was that on the, the third one. Oh, she was the third? Yeah. It's not the best. Was, not the best. Was the third? Which was? was gold th- member. Oh, that's a gold. <laughs> was that the one where he was trying to turn the golf cart around in the thin little hallway? That was funny. Maybe. Oh, God, that yeah. was a great scene. They had some good stuff in there and fat bastard and the whole thing. Mike Myers, 60 years old today. Stems and seeds coming up, and then we'll get you to ball. Don't lie with Rod and Harge. Don't forget Longhorn Blitz podcast. Get you that replay tonight at 7. Keep it right here on The Horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Chad and Zay. Just about to wrap it up on a Thursday. You have a shot at this day? Nope. No shot at all. But it's one of the few sister groups back in the 90s. Not Escape. Not TLC. Not SWV. Um, <laughs> yeah. Total. I'm out. Total? Total. Never heard of Total. Never heard of Total. I ate the cereal, but I didn't know about the band. Uh, they got more flavor than the cereal, that's nice. for sure. I would assume they do. That's a low bar, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Total, Tina Turner, Rest in Peace, Anthrax, Poison, UFO have all been on the show. That Nas beat to start the hour. We hope you're having a great Thursday. 100 days until that first big college football weekend. 100 days till Texas and Rice. 100 days till we start to find out about some of the big dogs in college football. We'll be talking all about the big matchups as we get closer. Remember, Ball Don't Lie coming up. Longhorn Blitz podcast after that at 7 o'clock. And unfortunately, no more Longhorn baseball this weekend. Going to have to wait and see where they end up in a regional. Texas loses both up in Arlington, Kansas, and Kansas State. Take them out, so we will wait on that. Obviously, softball's got Super Regionals coming up tomorrow that we will be telling you about. Uh, Let's go stems and seeds. A couple of NFL teams trying not to break the rules. 
No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Cowboys fans, tell me, is this good or bad news? Zay, the Cowboys, and Mike McCarthy are making sure they won't be fined for a third straight year for too much contact during the OTAs. Quote, our team periods are basically walkthroughs and jogthroughs, so we won't have a competitive 11-on-11 drill here probably ever again in the offseason. If you're a fan, what do you tell me as a fan? Is that good news that they're being physical or bad news that they're not paying attention to detail? Bad news that they're not paying attention to detail. Okay. Get it together. Get it together. Like everybody else in the NFL, you and the Patriots, yeah. Disgraceful. Now the Patriots part of it, they have been uh, take. They've had two OTAs taken away because the coaches scheduled things that resulted in players spending more time than their allotted time at the team facility. So they mapped it all out, but then they ultimately had some activities that were not on the original list that they made the players go to. They say it wasn't mandatory. They say there was no attendance taken, but Belichick got fined fifty thousand dollars. Zay. And they took two OTAs from the Pats. Mm. I mean, they got a history of they, cheating. They do. So, not surprised and one this, bit. And this story points it out. Cowboys, Bears, Commanders, Texans, Niners, Jags, Ravens, and Seahawks have all been penalized for off-season stuff in recent seasons. Only the Cowboys have been uh, have been given violations and penalized two years. And it's 21 and 22 as we just mentioned. So hopefully it will not be three in a row for the boys. All right, Zay, last chance. I'm going Boston tonight. Yeah, I'm going Boston. Okay. All right. One, it kind of fits my narrative because I picked the Heat in six, but I'll it, – it, it, it pains me to trust them, but I'll trust them for one more. I think back at home they're going to have the vibe and Tatum will have a great game. This might be the best chance that we could see history, a team that's down 3-0 coming back and winning four straight games just because – the Boston Celtics have so much firepower. Yeah, and let's see about this Gabe Vincent thing. Yeah. What does it look like without Gabe Vincent in the game? And which Jimmy Butler do we get tonight? How dialed in is Jimmy Butler after that last game? It's going to be fun to see. All right, we'll be back tomorrow for a Friday show. Uh, Again, Ball Don't Lie coming up. Longhorn Blitz podcast coming up tonight at 7. Stay safe out there. Enjoy the NBA game uh, game tonight. Also, the Stars trying to stay alive tonight. That's 7 o'clock on ESPN.